Well, hey there. How are you? Welcome back to The Post Show, episode 28. Uh, this week we get started with Comey Can't Communicate, uh, the new anime series on Netflix. Grant gives us his thoughts on that before we jump into Squid Games, now that we're both checking that out. I'm only on episode one, so we keep it there. Then we talk about some recent news that broke on the movie Dune, before Grant gives us his review on The Last Duel and its unfortunate run in the box office. I give some thoughts on the anime I'm still watching, 86, up to episode 5 or so, before we devote the ending of the show to an album review of Radical from the band Every Time I Die, one of our favorites of all time, so it only seemed fair that we talk about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy. Oh, hey, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing there, fella? Oh, I'm good. I'm good, good, good. I'm sipping on a Brock Street Blonde. Ooh, if only the tasty. beer was as good as the name. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, there goes our sponsorship with Brock Street. <laughs> sorry, Brock Street. Um, <laughs> how uh, We just wrapped up uh, the Your Name podcast movie review. If uh, you haven't listened to that, what are you doing here? Um, but no, that was a that was a good film. Yeah, it was. Um, I call them films because I take this seriously. You know, if you hopefully you listen, but you hear, you know, you and I kind of gush over the movie a little bit. But it's it it really has. I've been thinking about it. Mind you, I watched it. Uh, you know, from when I watched it to the time recorded, it's only really been a day and a half, but it's, it's I've been thinking about it nonstop, so it's special, something special. It, uh, yeah, I think I'll say that uh, the hype is real. Big time. And uh, we recommend it if you haven't seen it. Obviously, the podcast has uh, spoilers in it, so, you yeah. know, go check out your name. Um, we'll get a cut of uh, whatever you pay to see it, obviously, and uh, <laughs> and then listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, other than your name, what did you watch this week, good sir? Start us off. What's in your life? Well, um, let's talk about. So, you know, last week I talked about the four shows. Uh, you know, the fall, the fall shows that Leanne and I kind of dove into. You, you did. Um, so <clears throat> there was one I didn't get a chance to see because it had come out the day after we had recorded, mm. or a couple days after we recorded. But I watched the first episode of Comey Can't uh, Communicate. Uh, that is, oh yes yeah i've seen posters on, for that yeah it's on netflix it's, they're doing like a weekly release for it mm. that was probably the one i was you know anticipating the most this uh this fall season just because it'd been out there so much netflix had people like to goof on netflix but <laughs> netflix jail and how they hold <laughs> these things hostage and all that yeah. which is funny and i get it but I, I do feel like they were setting this up like well in advance that it was coming um i i loved it it's really good. It's it's also I'm 100 percent going to be watching that week to week. Really? Um, yeah. No. It's I I, I, I it's hard because I feel like I recommend everything to you. It's just you know I, you know I've known you majority almost my whole life and I, I know the things you like and this this show just kind of I think you would dig it because really yeah it's 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 another high school it's like a high school setting you know it's I think it's their first year out of middle school going into high school. And the, I'm dubious the so far, but continue. No, hear me out. Like it's oh, there's I'm been there's been no significant elements of like, you know, the stuff that we that we're not into. You know, <laughs> like there's there's always room for that to happen. But so essentially, Comey is this. You know, she's this. You know, beautiful girl. But it's it's revealed, you know, that she just has like crippling social anxiety, mm. and she can't talk. Like she just can't communicate. Like she, there's like random moments where like she'll just like she'll do like a meow, she'll like meow, you know. Like so it's it's so based on present day kids then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's it's funny you say that. No, it kind of kind of makes things a little more clear. But you know, it's I'm sure like, but we you know we knew people like that too. Like we've all felt like that. And you know the I'm actually blanking on the male character's name, but it's you know he's. He's trying to like you know I'm gonna make a, a change in high school like you know he's always he's worried about making a bad first impression he's clearly like a good student yeah I'm and, gonna make a change look yourself you know, in the then, mirror that kind of thing yeah, yeah but it's it's funny and the you know like by a, you know a couple steps of circumstance they end up you know sitting next to one another and like you know he 
you know, like a couple things happen along the way where he ends up communicating with her and he like reaches out to her and there's just this whole sequence of like she can't talk, but there's like a ten minutes or maybe like a five eight five to eight minute sequence of them communicating through a chalkboard after class. And okay. this show captures the active imagination of a teenager. It is surreal how like you know he feels like everyone's staring at him because he's sitting beside the, the popular girl and like they'll have like the whole class like just kind of like you know it's very it's very anime but it's just like that's just how teenagers feel like everything's bigger than it is and it's it's so hard to ex- explain you have to watch the pilot at the very least okay um i think i think you will really like it i said it's it's and that's the thing even though it's like all set in high school the animation is fucking stellar really it's oh my god and the big thing though i didn't i feel like i was able to follow along fairly well people on the internet are stomping their feet over the uh the dubs or the sorry the subs um what like uh like low quality subs or what well it turns out netflix just uses an algorithm for all their uh for their subs for what? their shows. Really? It's it's not like a team of people, I guess. Like, it's just they put oh. it into a computer and it spits out. So the problem with that is it's it's audio only. It's not a visual algorithm. So the show is so dependent on, like, them communicating through the chalkboard. There's a lot of stuff that's being left out. And I did notice a couple stuff that was, like, kind of misconstrued or... or not, not, not misconstrued, but, like, I feel like there was more to the point. But Weird. It's It's funny. It's silly. You know, it's. I think we it's were, gonna pull um, at the heartstrings, but yeah, it's it's good, it's fun. On the uh, movie review of your name podcast, we were just talking about how difficult it is for an anime or a show of any kind to really like capture what it's like, kind of being a teenager and growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and we're talking about how more, more often than not, it feels like a lot of people miss rather than than do a really good job of uh, giving a fair and accurate representation of what just puberty and social anxiety in high school and all that fun social dilemma stuff is about. Um, so yeah, anything that's grounded in, in that um, feels like it's usually a hit. So, so I'm interested. Is there any kind of, um, is so would you call this more of like a, a straight up drama based on relationships and growing up or no, is there any kind of I think, fantastical I think it's, elements? No, it, it's, it's, there's no there's no fantasy or sci-fi elements to it. I think okay. it's just a comedy a comedy slice of life. Cool. I, it's it's even hard to call it a drama. Um, but, but you're uh, saying that yeah. the pilot delivers. I think it was a very strong pilot. You know, like I said, I, the I wasn't you know, it's not it's not like um, like Disney Plus and and you know I think Amazon they do the thing where there's a new show they'll put the first three out to like draw you in. Mm-hmm. Netflix is just doing the one so. Um, like I, I fully plan on watching this through. Like there, I would be surprised if I fall off this just because it was such a strong pilot. The characters are so well written. The animation is like it's not. It's not that it's unique. It's just it has like such a good. You know, it's not that I hate saying this. It's just, you know, uh, like there, there's clearly a vibe going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just the show is is being full frontal with itself. Like it's like this is what we are presenting. They're unapologetic. Yeah, but like it's not it's not over the top, even though sure. like I said, that's why like I really wanted to stress like the the over um, the over imagine or the the dramatic imagination of a teenager and like what it feels like to be in that classroom, with people staring at you and yeah, and you know it's 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 really good. It's yeah, really- a couple of things that you said there really reminded me of JoJo um, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I haven't gone back to that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if my brain can cannot melt when it's on, dude. It's and I, like some of the reviews. I should go back and watch some of that because some of the reviews of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that I gave on this podcast were some of the weirdest, convoluted, like not clear things ever. Just like the show, um, because I was I talking to ugh, I was ahead. talking to Joey about it, and he was like, and he no, obviously he was listening to our conversation. He was yeah. like, he's like, yeah, man, like you got it. Like it's the show was what it was, but like. It sucks to say it, but it's one. I feel like you got to get through some of the early days stuff to get. I heard, to like I've heard juice. a lot of that too. Yeah, and you know, and Joe was like, "Yeah, like he's almost there." I think it's just like a first season problem, yeah. which you know, it's it, that's a hard sell to some people. But as an anime watcher, that's that's doable. Yeah, think, no, so. certainly. I just gotta, I just gotta make some room for it. And I'm not, uh, you know, for the record, shitting on it. It, it was just so f- fucking extra and out there. And uh, yeah, 
unapologetic. It's just such a such a vibe. Um, the nice thing yeah. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Comey um, extra. Okay. Even though like I'm I'm selling the moments of like, and even over the topness isn't in. It's just like, you know, it, it just like it, it snaps to one of their brains and how they are visualizing the situation, and then it cuts back to like the real world. Like it's just like sure. kids being kids. You know, it's and said it's it's not skewed towards children. It's just very like childlike. Sure. Minds, you know, it's 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 kind of refreshing, honestly. Watching it, I was I was blown away by it. Okay, well, I will cue it up, good sir. I'll check out the pilot. It's one episode a week coming out. What are they? Twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty three minutes. Anime, anime twenty three. <laughs> anime twenty three. Okay, um, I'll go next here. Comey can't communicate. Um, I feel like this is going to be, you know, tonally probably the exact same thing. I just watched episode one of uh, Squid Games. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix again, back on their bullshit. Um, yeah. But this time out of Korea. So, interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Squid Games thing. Mm. Is it done? Or is it still on? No, no. I, I mean, I, was it not just a miniseries that they put out all at once? Oh, I wasn't sure if it was like a week-to-week thing. I believe that it was the, the typical, the classic Netflix, like just oh. uh, pump and dump. Like, they Locked promoted the hell out of it. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, promoted the hell out of it. It it did very well. Uh, definitely, you know, based off of uh, episode one for good reason. I don't think we'll get too much into spoilers here. Grant's ahead of me by a couple episodes, right? Um, two, like one more than you. I I got like twenty minutes into the third episode. Okay, so, so we'll see. say mild spoilers for the first episode, but I don't think we're gonna touch on anything if you're worried, uh, listener. So, um interesting uh what did, what did you think of the pilot um and i assume you watched it like when it was going quite viral and it's fucking everywhere like you knew it was giant when no. you watched the pilot or no oh no like i i feel like you and i were past the zeitgeist like yeah. I, I only watched leanne and i only watched the first episode like friday yeah okay friday S- same i watched it like a, on the weekend so you know i feel like we're, we're past like the the flashpoint you know? yeah and I want to. I just want to take a moment and tell everyone that says anime is for fucking losers and loves this show, <laughs> go fuck your hat. Like, this, this is, you know, whether it's anime or like it doesn't matter. Like this is Eastern storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, Korea, Japan, China. Like it doesn't matter. Like this sto- Like their way of storytelling is just so. It's just so definitive in its way. And and Squid Game. You know, it, I wouldn't call it like a live action anime, but it's you know. It, but there's a lot there it's, that it's is, their it's their type of yeah. storytelling. It's it's the similar types of like you know, thriller stuff and horror and you know they absurdity they really home absurdity. Like the biggest thing for me is the acting is insane. The, the main dude, dude, it's his, <laughs> what he can do with yeah. his face and his emotions. I've never, I haven't seen a performance like that in a long time. It's Probably impressive. Since I watched Parasite, which is funny because that that was a South Korean movie as well. And, and they're both uh, very similar themes. A lot of class based stuff uh, in there. Yes. I wonder what the hell's going on over there. I mean, not North Korea. I think everybody knows, but I wonder what's up with South sure. Korea. Anyway, um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I can't remember the last time. Now, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of foreign language like films or live action series. Mm. Uh, maybe I should, but I don't, it's hard to remember the last time I saw um, a performance bleed through so well when you can't understand what the actor is saying. Um, mm. Oftentimes, I feel like there's a dis- disconnect more so potentially in live action than in anime um, because you're doing this whole reading and watching at the same time, but... You know, there are a lot of, like, subtle acting things that actors do that don't often happen in animes, like subtle changes of facial expressions and shit like that, like you alluded to. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated every moment of it. I, I had the same feeling about that you did. Like, this guy, this protagonist, I don't know if he's around for a long time. I hope he is. But, um, man, he is crushing it. I have never seen better acting with food in someone's mouth than this fucking guy. I was oh, there's God. that one scene with him. He's like arguing with his mother. I know I didn't like that. Birthday. It made me uncomfortable. And, <laughs> but I but think like, it was meant to. It, 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 yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, how how can a point be brought across so clearly with fucking food in your mouth? I was just like, this guy, like he knows what's going on. It's incredible. It's 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 a very strange scene that still sticks out to me, but it's just him arguing with his mother and like eating and communicating and fighting. And then like, then he fucking robs her. And oh my God, it's just like, 
Mm-hmm. Really, good I, stuff. really good stuff. So I, you know, like everyone, I saw the memes and the trailers and all that stuff, and I was a little surprised by how much setup they did. Because um, yeah. it's, I think, is it a full hour every episode? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think there's nine nine episodes in total. You know, 2021 demanding a full hour of undivided attention, uh, not in a movie theater with a cell phone policy, is uh, you know, it's it's a feat. So, I was surprised by how much setup they did of this guy's character his backstory they did a really really good job of being like all right my boy is not perfect but he's a victim here right he's mm-hmm. been you know kind of been he's he's you know made some mistakes clearly he's not a saint clearly but mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve what's happening to him right now <laughs> but, but but at the same time like they really they really tee up like how you know he like he is like he's kind of a piece of shit but yeah he, weirdly has like a heart of gold you know which is like a, a trope for that type of character absolutely but they, they make him so innocent you know uh, and, and, you and know, oddly caring and the relationship with the daughter helps a lot with that right how he just doesn't feel you can see him be hurt you know yes. when his uh you know in his relationship with his with his daughter and just feeling incompetent and, and not like up to snuff i was like oh god you're well, telling like, me him, him having like the meltdown in the arcade trying to get a gift out of the machine you yep. know because he's he's got it to the birthday and like no and just like s- s- no options and then seeing him interact with like the savior like the child the savior that's that a great scene great chemistry great, and just great chemistry and i was like that's that's a 40 that's a 45 that's like a nothing scene in any other movie or whatever like it was just yeah. the attention was put on this guy and his genuine joy and the kid's joy for helping him out like it was it was really good and also like how harrowing was it when she opens the gift and it's just the gun like my heart sunk i was like oh my god like what is about to happen here like this i understand why this show blew up because this is like our thing like we're used to this genre this type of storytelling this is 100 percent in our wheelhouse but i can only imagine you know like the bigger world and the bigger audience specifically north america because like they're uneducated mm-hmm. in, the, in in foreign stuff you know but like it just I don't know. I was like, man, this show—it's got me. Yeah, the swing uh, when she opens, when, when she sees that, I, I totally agree. It's like, oh, so the tone is about to change. Things are about to get dark, and now I see where they're going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, re- really cool. Obviously, won't spoil much about the game itself, but uh, no, like, no, that's yeah. People got to see that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, appropriately dark. I'm, I'm very uh, curious and excited. Um, to see where this goes over the course of nine episodes because I think well I don't know if you'll agree so I'll just put myself out there I think my feeling is um, this stuff is really fun and really creative until you overdo it like to me I think Mm. one Saw movie was enough and I think they've now done nine or something and I get it like there's always going to be creative ways to torture your characters uh, for the audience's entertainment and make people feel uncomfortable and cringy and all that um i just you know i'm not clearly this is a really critically acclaimed show so i'm sure it does just fine and i'm sure it all works out great i'm very excited to see it i think i'm just very excited to see um what they do to keep it fresh you know what i mean Mm. um i will say and i'm confident that they do not as a you know i won't get into details but i was i was actually kind of shocked with what took place in the second episode i thought it was kind of bold for the story they were telling and you usually don't see things kind of play out this way like by the end of the episode you get you get a vibe of you know what what's going to happen the following episode that's that's not a spoiler to Mm -hmm. to you but i I don't want to get into it for everyone else because i think the ending is very important in the first episode um but just kind of like what happens in the second episode and like the the steps they take interesting that eventually leads up into the third i was like wow like this is ballsy this is something it almost feels like something you would see in like the sixth or seventh episode or towards the end of a series. Interesting. Um, but uh, nothing crazy happens by any means. It's just, it almost feels out of, not out of place, but out of time. Um, okay. Timing, timing of it all. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, it's, but the second episode is just as strong, I well, found. So. You had my curiosity, and now you have my attention. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, Squid Games. Uh, Squid Games. All right, well, we'll check that out. Also, did you see uh, the creator airing his dirty laundry today on, no. on the internet? I did not. What happened? Oh, just kind of 
you know, just saying like, hey, like I made no money off this, you know, uh. like yeah, you know, like Netflix is like being like all proud because apparently it's already been beaten, eh? Like the viewing record. Um, what has been beaten? Uh, Squid Game. I guess it had the record for like most views in a short amount of time for like a whole season watch or something. And what like did it get beat by already? I think I think it's a show called Made. Jesus. I don't know. It's it's yeah, crazy. They like Netflix. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and you know they're they're notorious about a couple of things, um, and one of them is they have, you know the. They have so, like, such sophisticated, maybe some of the best analytics in the world. But what they're notorious about is they don't share shit. Like, mm. period. Like, if you are a show creator, if you're a showrunner, a director, star, doesn't matter. They're not telling you how many people watch your movie. Period. Mm. Like, they just don't share that information. Like, Nielsen ratings, like, the stuff that TV networks and, and, and all those types of things... Um, have done traditionally for years. Netflix does not play that game whatsoever. Um, but in doing that, they hold all the cards, right? So they know exactly how everything is doing all of the time, and they get to only share the good metrics when they want to, right? So they get mm. to say Squid Games has been watched by more than anything ever, and everybody gets to be like, "Holy shit! I better, I guess, I better watch this, right?" Like you made a joke earlier about like the whole Netflix jail thing. It's like, but it's because like they have complete control, right? Like they get to decide, you know. Um, they obviously the algorithm is proprietary, but they also get to decide like what gets a lot of heat, what gets a lot of promo, so on and so forth. That's why, and we're not going to get into this, but uh, this whole Dave Chappelle controversy going on right now. Um, mm. They were livid. Somebody leaked numbers about uh, the Chappelle specials, about what he's paid, how much they're watched, so on and so oh. forth. And they are not stoked on, like, any kind of data leak. Like, apparently their, oh, really? their cybersecurity policy is fucking nuts. Like, depending mm. on what city you're in and, like, what kind of building you're in, they have you close the windows in your house if you're on if you're working from home in your laptop. <laughs> like, really? Oh, they're nuts about it. Um, mm. Anyway, so all of that to say I'm not shocked that, like, they socialized, you know, all this stuff about Squid Games doing really well. And the other funny thing is that, like, in 2021... Um, every record, every like digital analytics record feels like it's shattered so sure. fast. Do you remember yeah, that week to week? Yeah. Do you remember that ridiculous movie or that ridiculous, uh, he was a South Korean, ironically, pop star, uh, music video that reached a billion views. And it was like the first music video to ever reach a billion views. Gangnam Style. Oh, Psy. Psy. Yeah. yeah. And dude, there are like it's unreal. These days, there are TikToks that routinely hit one billion views, or there are just like mm-hmm. your average pop star of who I have not heard of, billion views, like sure. just like the critical mass that social media and all these streaming services have gained. Uh, it's weird, yeah. Just like records don't really seem to mean anything anymore, um, no. at least sometimes on on streaming. I wonder if we'll ever hit the types of worldwide theatrical only release records um actually maybe that's a good segue did you hear the news oh uh let me uh let me guess is this dune related yes the sequel got announced it uh it was greenlit yeah october 2023 release can i just like go on a little rant go on a little rant like fucking come on like as if it wasn't in the pipe like there's all this <laughs> this whole like teasing like well like we gotta see how like you know like blade runner didn't do well like you guys gotta see this if you want to make yeah. a second one like it's all covid tactics they're trying to like come on like they they gave the man 300 million dollars to make this epic which is clearly going to be beautiful it's clearly going to be amazing because god they spent 300 just on the first one yeah jesus so you know like it's like like come on like like spare me, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, it's like I'm excited. I haven't seen it. Yet. I'm, I'm I'm hoping to see it this or maybe not this weekend. Maybe next weekend. But yeah. um, yeah. But no, it is exciting. Like good, good for that. Like it's a good story. You know, it's it's funny enough. I just finished my my latest reread of it in preparation for the movie, Ooh. and uh, it's uh, I'm like I, I'm I've heard all the great things. I've I've avoided most of the reviews, but like yeah. it's. I would be shocked if they can really, really hit a lot of the notes of the book. Like, even in two I mean, movies. It's, 
it's it's hard because it, this is going to be my first experience with that like i haven't read a lot that gets oh god <laughs> you know like it's yeah it's, i you know i wasn't for game of thrones like, i guess lord of the rings but even then like i was i was a kid i didn't care i just wanted to see orcs on on the big yeah. screen you know it's but uh but yeah i know it's I, yeah i mean I, um i guess my take on that is like don't set yourself up for failure like um and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to like big brother you here or anything. I just remember having all these things that were so dear to me mm. and then seeing them get in my mind, like really butchered on screen because it didn't look how it did in my head. Right. Um, especially when you have like nostalgia and it's like a, something you, you held dear in your childhood and then yeah. you see it like ripped to shreds on screen like that. That's rough. Um, I have no idea well, about what they're doing with Dune and how like loyal the adaptation will be, but so, I, so that's what I would I just say. Think it's, that, it's not so yeah. much that I'm I'm not. I'm more curious about. Pardon, I got loud there. I'm more curious about f- formatting, not necessarily mm-hmm. story beats, because I understand there there is a lot of stuff that like won't make it into the movie. I'm like I'm not again. We we talked about this before, about adaptions like months and months ago on like, mm-hmm. a previous post show. Like I I really for the most part I really don't care. You know, as long as like you know what what you make is true to the original story. But it, for me, it's I, I really I'm really curious about like how the actual formatting in the movie is going to go mm-hmm. timeline wise, and like what the cutoff is. Like I have a hunch of what the cutoff is going to be. You know, because like you know we've known forever this is going to be part one of two or potentially three. They could pull that sneaky move on us, but mm-hmm. you know it's it's I'm just curious. You know, like I have like yeah. a morbid curiosity of like where like where's the cutoff point and like. How far are they going to jump forward to pull into the, you know, like they're obviously well, going to mishmash some timeline stuff, which I'm curious. I'm just, I'm curious. The experiment. I mean, doing. here's the thing though, right? Like a lot of the time with adaptations, like you do get the typical, what are they going to cut out? Where is it going to end? Uh, question, right? And that's like probably mm-hmm. best case scenario, but like other times, and I'm not saying this is the case with Dune because I have no idea about Dune. I haven't seen it. Um, but other times when it goes particularly bad, you know, obviously like there, they are different mediums, right? Anime and TV books and film and all that crap. Um, and sometimes it's necessary to take like some relatively liberal creative license. Um, mm. and you just have to completely change characters and blend storylines and kind of mash them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it, the way it comes out just couldn't be more different than the source material, um, source the death note movie um but you know what i mean like yeah like yeah, yeah. there like there are pieces of that movie that has death note in it um and then there are pieces that is like what are we what are we what are we what are we doing here mm. um i'm not saying that's dune it's just like i don't know i i, I trust uh denis villeneuve with this kind of a thing so i, I don't know I, I have a feeling it'll be uh solid but i'm super curious to hear what you think as a mm-hmm. as a book reader, we'll have to do that on the pod. Yeah. Um, whenever you see it, and I will probably have seen it by then. I think I'm going to see it this weekend. Mm. Uh, I, I definitely I'm going to make an effort to see it in IMAX. So yeah, I'm told kind of... that is the way to see it. You know, I, yeah. you hear that a lot, but this is yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think after God, man, I I kick myself for not having seen Blade Runner in in, in uh, theaters. Me too. That was the yeah. one I was like, damn, I really should have been on that. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, there's so much of that in this, in that it's an epic, and it's meant to be cinematic and epic, and, like, in its scope, you know what I mean? And it, it's larger than life, like, just from the brief key art and the trailers that I've seen, this feels like the next really big, fantastical kind of sci-fi thing, um, yeah. and when they're throwing the kind of money and talent that they're throwing at it, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna see this shit in theaters. Mm, so get some of that spice melange yeah <laughs> so so stoked oh man <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be good all right that's brief uh dune news what uh i did squid games what's it what 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 what, what, what do you got did uh, did you and sam end up watching uh, succession we did so um here's the problem that i've identified okay. uh, all right pre- pre- preemptively <laughs> so we and, you know, life is hard. Life is trying. You Absolutely. Know? Um, like, I don't think you and I, unless you intentionally hold back a week, I don't think we'll ever be on the same schedule because it comes out Sunday nights, right? Yeah. 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 And we watch it only together, but we're never together on Sunday nights. So just scheduling and whatnot, 
I'm always going to be a week behind the actual broadcast. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> this might just be a tough one where, like, I, I'm not sure how we want to handle it for the post show unless you want to skip a week or we well, could, like... Well, you know what? Like, it's, I don't know. We, can, we can hold off because I think, you know, like, the, the second episode is, you know, there's, like, a lot of major stuff happens into it, but we haven't hit, hit that real significant, like oh fuck this is succession moment yet so i think we can we can just hold this off and you know maybe catch up you know episodes one and two next week or or, or something like that yeah but, um, so i like the pilot we'll, a lot the pilot was great do you have a, okay we'll just take one second what was your favorite line what, throwaway line oh my god i hate you for asking me that because i don't have anything prepared i'm sorry <laughs> the one that sticks out to me is um they're on the plane tom's in the bathroom and uh, is it not Carl? Um, the uh, the PR guy goes to the bathroom, he knocks on the door, and he's like having a hard time finding a vein. And just Tom's reaction of like fucking watch it, <laughs> like through the door, it's just dude, it's laser accurate. I love it. I laughed out. I laughed so loud at Tom's like line read. Tom is so good. Um, who who's the kid? He constantly plays across like the youngest Greg. kid. Oh my god, the two of them, the two of them are so good. Um, I don't have a line from this season. I accept your blackmail. <laughs> That's pretty good too. Um, but I've got one of my favorites all time from Succession, and it's in season two, and it's Roman's line. And I remember it because I I loved it so much I wrote it down. So they're asking Roman something about what his father is doing, and Roman goes, "Of course you can do that. He's like if Saudi Arabia was a person." Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It's the, yeah. the writing room on this show. Also, today it was announced the fourth season's been net. Oh, God. Officially announced. Excellent. That's yeah, great. Obvious. Um, obvious. Yeah, but, all right. So, yeah. well, we'll table succession. We'll come okay. back to that. When we'll, we'll figure out a schedule. Because I would like to talk to you about that on here. Because I think there's a lot to dissect with that show. Yeah, obviously. sure. Um, but Leanne and I went and saw The Last Duel this weekend. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so you were one of the two people to see it. Man, yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> sorry, was, sorry, uh, Matt Damon. Sorry, sorry, Ridley Scott. <laughs> That's oh, what I feel bad for. fucking Ridley. Oh, my God. So Those poor I've, bastards. I've got, uh, I've got some ups and downs with this movie. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, so right off the bat, kudos to Ridley Scott, 83 years old, making this movie. Like my God, God he he probably doesn't have him. many left. That's kind of sad to think about. I, I had I don't know because he has House of Gucci comes out next month, and he's finally making his Napoleon ma- like massive masterpiece this year, like or next year. Oh and God! Yeah, has like, he announced any casting for that? I I think actually I don't know. That would be that'd be interesting to uh, to look into. But I'm I've always loved. Ridley I hope Scott, he but... he he stays kicking. Just a note, real quick, on that before you dive in. Uh, I love those. Um, I don't know if it's Hollywood Reporter or Variety. You know, I'm not huge on yeah. you know celebrity gossip stuff. But one of those uh, publications do the uh, you know directors roundtable uh, yeah. videos. I, He's I a, wouldn't call them gossip. Yeah, yeah, no, but I just mean you know Hollywood Reporter and Variety often do oh, okay. like celebrity gossip, but they do legit stuff too. And um, and and these are like really highly produced conversations, typically between award nominees of like the biggest films of the year. Ridley Scott has been mm. in so many of them because he always yeah. has good good movies out. Yeah. Um, and he looks like good and incredibly lucid for his age. I hope he he crushes out a few more of these. I can't believe I, they got I, him to do this. That's fucking nuts. Well, probably he wanted to. You know, like that's. I think that's the the nice thing about his movies is like he clearly wants to be doing them. You know, like because he put there's so much attention to detail. Do you you know what? And that's a highlight of the movie that I like. So, do you know what his like training grounds were? Do you know how he cut his teeth in the industry? I know his first movie is the original, or one of his first movies is the original Alien in like '78. Yeah, guess how he got all his experience before that? The man. The man did, like, record-breaking amounts of commercials. Like, over 300. He was just crushing commercials. Just basic ads. Yeah, no, but it's just, it's funny because, like, I don't know, you think of, uh, what's the uh, guy who did La La Land? Um, Oh, Damien Giselle. Whiplash was his first ever movie. Like, he hadn't filmed, he had filmed tiny little shorts before that. Uh, Ridley Scott came in, you know, with, like, 300 commercials in his backpack. Okay, uh, anyway, on to you, sir. The Last Duel. 
Yeah, like, so, <clears throat> it's, it, it's kind of like a weird, like, favorite genre of mine is the period piece. Like, it's funny, Leanna does not dig them, but like, yeah, I, I always, I always like con my way into like a movie night, you know, of like, you know, whether it's, you know, like 1300s France or, you know, like, uh, Braveheart? You a couple, uh, um, yeah, like, but that's like, you know, like, I love a period piece, whether it's even like something in the 70s, but like more like in the major historical stuff but okay anyways there's some the movie is stunning it's beautiful it, it, it it's funny i've been I, everyone i've been able to talk to about this movie over the past few days is the other two or three people in the theater or? pretty much yeah. sorry <laughs> i was it was so mad i had a very chatty very chatty woman like uh. right, sitting right behind me and i was like is there no covid protocols in this theater <laughs> like, it's also was, it's like you know there's probably lots of room she couldn't have moved over there was six of us in the movie theater so oh, that's fucking heartbreaking yeah it was really it was really annoying but anyways so, so like the movie the movie was beautiful you know the there was i'm sure it was there but to me there's there was a significant lack of cgi mm-hmm. um at least up close stuff i'm sure there's a lot of, like you know background shots and all that to kind of mm-hmm. fill in like you know there's vfx all over the place i'm sure but like there was a scene where there's just like a, there's a scene between Adam Driver and Ben Affleck, and they're essentially on like a hunting excursion. Good and lord, the cast like, in this movie, eh? There's like 35 dogs on screen, and I was like, when was the last time you saw that many dogs in a movie? Like real dogs, mm-hmm. like chasing after like a you know like a deer or like or whatever, mm-hmm. and just the realness. Like you could, I felt like I was in the movie. Um, because in comparison, I saw The Green Knight. That was the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. Also kind of, like, it's, that's a fantasy story, but, like, it's similar settings and, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit older of a story, but regardless, you could feel the fantasy to it, and that kind of gives it a filter and a bit of a different tinge. Mm-hmm. This movie, if it, it felt real. I genuinely felt like it was there. Beautiful landscapes, the castles, like, the, the bedroom set pieces, out of the park, like, Awesome. Sounds awesome, like they really awesome, awesome. leaned into the uh, practical in, uh, and like in the armor. Levels. Like I was, I was watching a video of like an armor, a historical armor smith, and all that. And he's like, "Yeah, I've seen this movie three times already." Hmm. And uh, he's like, "I did not once see a like rubber shoulder pad or a rubber blade, and like the fighting stances they were using were authentic to the times, and like all this like." the movie bled authenticity to me because like I've seen a lot of these, and it's definitely one of the better ones. Um, so here's here's the other end of the car. The, the I'm wait, yeah, I'm waiting point. for the shoe to drop here. There is there is some trim. Adam Driver is a the man like can do do no wrong. Like he is a tremendous actor, and yeah, but, he fully dedicate he fully dedicates to his role. Like, yeah, but he's by far the best. How is he able to act? Doesn't he have like that life changing injury in his back? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. From no, Star yeah, Wars. he broke his back oh, from my God. carrying <laughs> the tri- the newest Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> He broke it. Oh, Irrever- my irrecover- God. It's unbelievable damage. Life life changing. Well, he carried some of this too. Let's not kid ourselves. Like he he was actually acting, and but the accent. Like I understand the movie's set in 1300s France. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a vibe. I understand that they are not going to fill this movie with all French actors because this is a Hollywood drama. Mm-hmm. It's relatively based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I should get into the plot. So the, the story is based on. Um, two knights, former friends, they've kind of falling out. One, there's an accusation of one raping the other's wife, mm-hmm. and it's, so it's Matt Damon and his wife Jodie Cormer, and Adam Driver's character is accused of raping Jodie Cormer's character. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the trailer covers that and doesn't really give much away. I remember the trailer; I was like, you know what, that was a good trailer. So, so I, I again, I'll get to that because I'm gonna swing on the stuff I didn't like and come back to the stuff that I, I additionally really liked. So. The performances themselves, Matt Damon's accents are all over the map. Ah. Um, Jodie Cormer's accents are all over the map. And Ben Affleck just genuinely doesn't have... like He's just kind of like doing like smarmy, greasy Ben Affleck. And it's one of the standout performances in the movie. It's tremendous. Like It's crazy to see Ben Affleck actually act. <laughs> That's what, no, like, Matt Damon, yeah. when he was doing his little podcast tour, he said, this is, like I think, maybe the best performance Ben Affleck has had. <laughs> Like, I've just Go never figure. seen him play a character like this, you know? Yeah. And he clearly wrote a lot of that stuff himself. It's so funny, too. Because like, well, they wrote this together, yeah. 
they wrote this together. It's the first one since Good Will Hunting, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool because they wrote their perspectives and they brought in a famous French screenwriter. I, I and she this. she came in and she wrote like her the lady's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Jodie Cormer, like not her performance, knocked it out of the park. Again, the accents aren't like super spot on, uh-huh. but and also too like they kind of like do like a half measure of like they kind of talk like they'd be in the 1300s, but then they also like they blend in like more modern ways of talking and it's yeah. just they'll transition within a scene. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't flow right. And there, I have, I had gripes with that. Leanna did too. She was like, they are swearing and saying some stuff that like just does not fit with the rest of the movie. Cause like they are, it, it's kind of, you kind of have like to said, commit, right? Thing. Yeah. And they were like, like, it was like one foot in one foot out. You know, no one ever said, uh, because you know, obviously game of Thrones got like lots of shit uh, for their writing and, and whatnot in the later seasons, because it, it felt like a drastic change because it was, but no one ever complains about Lord of the Rings. And I remember I, you know, I've recently rewatched it and I was paying special attention to the dialogue and it's not literal old English, but it's just close enough to like mythology. It's, old close enough. it's yeah. like, okay, well this is not how people talk, but it, you know, it works for how people talk in this setting and mm. it's a little bit backwards, but you're never sitting there wondering what the meaning is. And most importantly, it's always consistent, right? Mm-hmm. They picked a lane. They decided this is how dialogue works. And it is consistent from the first movie to the, to the ending of the last. Mm. Um, that, that's just like a really big one that always sticks out for me. And uh, yeah, you'll notice if it's inconsistent. And it sounds like this was. It was yeah, so it it was very inconsistent. But so that's that's kind of just like what the stuff I didn't like about it. So again, the performances are very good. Matt Damon. Wait, I have a quick played, question. Yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, um, no, no, no. But it, it's about this conflict between two guys or two two men, right? Uh, and there's this uh, rape allegation. Who are, who are the two guys? Is it Matt Damon versus Ben Affleck? No. So Ben Affleck uh, plays. I th- what I'm assuming is. Because the whole movie takes place in the province of Normandy, uh-huh. and and there's moments in Paris where they travel to Paris, and mm-hmm. there's wars, conflicts, they go other places, but essentially, um, Ben Affleck's character is, I think, the head of that province. Mm. So everyone, they all answer to him, and then he answers to the king. Okay. And who else happens? But so Ben Affleck's that character, and he's the one. He essentially is backing Adam Driver's character. Like they're they're tight. Okay, and Adam and Driver is the man accused. Accused. So Gosh. Matt Damon puts in an all-star fucking dummy performance. I have never seen a bigger dummy in a movie like this. Like, I feel like that's just how some people were probably were back then. Like, they didn't know their. Like he's words. just a dipshit. He's just like he's he's like this like tremendous warrior. You know, he's like they even though like the majority of like the. Uh, the, I say the court, like, you know, the the parliament and all that. And everyone hates him because he's kind of a dummy. But mm-hmm. they always go to him when there's a conflict and they need, like, results. Mm. They send him. But even then, like, he's tactically, he makes so many mistakes. He's fucked up so many times. But, like, if you put him in a battle, he is coming out alive. Like, he ah. does not die. He put all he's of his attribute of his... skill points into, uh, into, into strength. strength and not into intellect. Yeah. Yeah, one in and like you know, no okay. charisma. Like he's he's just you see him on screen like this man is a buffoon, and he put himself in this situation sure. time and time again. And it's it's really like again the performance is very believable. They all again, the accents detract from it a little bit, but like what they're actually doing is is very good and, and very realistic. Um, so the thing I love, and I'm debating whether I want to. Are you going to see it in theaters? If you're going to see it, I would recommend seeing it in the theaters. Because it is big. It's, it's bombastic. I won't... So... <clears throat> I, I genuinely don't know. I know Dune, 100%. I'm, I have a big, fat question mark on The Last Duel. So here's, here's what I'll do. I won't... So going into the trailer, kind of similar to a question you asked, is I wasn't sure how they were going to play this out. And they had a plot device. They break this movie up into different acts based on each character's perspective. Hmm, that's cool. And kind of a spoiler, I guess, but like I said, the... Mild spoiler warnings. A, mild spoiler warnings. So, like, they did such a good job, like, each character, of like, how they saw the situation. Yeah. I, and then I, they, clear, they clearly end the movie, um, you know, <laughs> what actually happened from the oh. woman's perspective. Okay, cool. 
and that is also I should give a I, I should have hit this up top. Um, they show the the said rape mm-hmm. um, not once but twice, and it is like long, and they do not shy away. It is it's it's a hard watch. So anyone listening, yeah. if you're interested, if if that's like you know it is it, it's, it's a gross dirty act. It was very hard to watch. Did you um, just spoil and confirm that she was actually raped? Oh my god. <laughs> we all knew you know what i mean so it's like i don't know it's her performance i've only ever seen her in killing eve i can't um, remember we, i don't know if what if i've we seen watched her in one episode we watched one up ep- or one season of that and she was she was okay in that but she knocks it out of the park and it's like this girl's gonna have a huge like a long career like, despite long, some a very good career despite some accent inconsistencies it sounds because like. you could hear the english you could hear you could hear like I think she's Scandinavian or like yeah. you know, Western European of some sort. Like you could just hear all this stuff blending in and out. But man, like it's yeah, it's um. And then is the, it the worse last duel than itself was great? Oh yeah, because th- there is a duel, right? Yeah, they yeah. so it's nice. Like they, they there's clearly is a duel, and they they just really show how raw deal like women have then and also now. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 very topical. I was gonna uh, say politically, the time kind of topical, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's very of the times now and then also then it's you know and they get into the elements like the minutia of the church and how they kind of like really ran the show back then. It's one mm-hmm. of the better depictions of that I've seen of the church, like the, essentially the religious mafia, um, you know that they've had gripped over the earth for for far too long. Anyways, it's great um, when you get movies like that that really like kind of harken back to how things were, but also remind you of how things are and how mm-hmm. how much how far we've come and how far we have yet to go. Yeah, so it's like I said, the it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's beautiful, you know. The performances are there. It's you know, but also the one thing, two and a half hours, way too long. Oh fuck, two it and was, a half. It was a slog. Like both of us were just like, ah, I am in pain. Cut up a <laughs> you know? cut off a half hour. You think or what? Would that be too much? Honestly, twenty minutes would have been perfect. I yeah. think. Cut out of yeah. 20. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I we have to do this. I've got to ask you for a 1 to 10. You know, you're not uh, barred from ever changing it, but how do you feel at seven this five. moment? 7-5? Seven 7-5. Five? Seven five. Cool. I think it's I think it's one of his best movies in years, genuinely. Uh, when um, you say him, actor, director? Rid- Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Adam Driver, good job. Who, who's got the best performance of the movie? Do you, do you was, feel I, I, any Oscar buzz, uh, performance or directing or otherwise? This is kind of an Oscar baby movie, mm-hmm. so I'm sure they're all going to get one, I think. A little nomination um, here and there? I could see Adam Driver and Matt Damon competing for lead, Ben Affleck for supporting. Jodie Cormer is definitely going to get nominated for... Uh, I don't know if it'll be lead actress or supporting actress. I don't know how that works. With, yeah. Like, but um, I was... I was sh- and that's the thing, Matt Damon played such a buffoon, like like an honest buffoon, like, you know, in like all three, because <laughs> that's the thing, like the character, there's kind of slight variations on the character, all the characters from like telling to telling to telling. Yeah. And he consistently plays like this kind of like, not a heart of gold, but he's kind of just like a, like a dummy. And it's, it's shocking to see matt damon kind of play like an idiot you know like it reminded in there was moments where he reminded me of linus from uh, oceans 11 uh. <laughs> like just kind of like out of touch Man, and like linus not is... aware <laughs> you know linus God, is such good. a good character from oceans yeah. i forgot about that okay but, uh, yeah last duel well i'm glad you gave me that thorough review i appreciate that because i probably don't know anyone else who's seen it, it. I want to talk about it. It was good. Like it's it left a lasting impression. It's a it's a one and done though. Like I, I probably yeah. won't watch it again. Oh, those poor bastards are getting eaten alive. Like I mean, you know, you know, th- there are certain types of movies obviously that do well and then and, and better than others. But this is just like an incredibly dicey time to be going to the theater uh, with a movie. Uh, I don't know if it's a theatrically exclusive movie. Um, mm. Is it? I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, tough, especially going up against Dune um, and just like with this kind of movie. But yeah, okay, well, I'll probably see it, uh, you know, at one point or another. So TBD. Um, okay, uh, quickly, because it's barely noteworthy, 
Um, I'm caught up on Demon Slayer season two, which is mm. just the movie. Um, I, you know, I've noticed like some oh, new wow. scenes here and there. Uh, it has a new OP, which I like. Um, yes. I've only seen it the one time. I, actually, I just realized I haven't watched the third episode. Yeah, I was like half conscious for it. But, you know, mm. I'm kind of disengaged a little bit until we get into the fun stuff. So uh, it seems fine. I read some news. I think maybe like they might even be pushing it a, f- a week further because I think there might be an election or something. This yeah, happens some, a lot. some politics stuff going on on yeah. Halloween, I think. So I don't know if that further pushes out our December 5th date of when the new arc will start or not, but I guess we'll just have to see. You would think they had this sorted out. Yeah, that's my guess. So my guess is that is part of the plan, but who knows. Um, Okay, and then next I uh, will mention 86, um, Mm -hmm. up to episode 5. And I'm... A little bit torn on this show, I'll be honest. Um, they had a particularly weak episode somewhere in there, but then they rebounded from it quite well. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what it is yet. Uh, you know, mm. like normally I have the measure of a show by now, um, but that weak episode really threw me off. It's all the shit I hate, right? It's all the. It wasn't that bad, but it's all the weeby teenage mm. um, oversexualization of characters characters that really just turns me off and like takes me really? out in this show there was that well it wasn't even I bad that, it uh, wasn't even i, still, I think I i'm just surprising i think i'm just hypersensitive to it because i'm so fucking over it do you know what i mean sure. like yeah, i think just yeah, when you're yeah. tired of a trope you're tired of it um especially when you look at how good shit is without mm. doing that you know what i mean like when you look at critically acclaimed popular show shows even ones that are geared uh, at a younger audience and you see how well they do without having to lean into like the cheap gross stuff um it's like why is this necessary at all but whatever it's part of the culture it's part of the whole thing the medium i get it um but it turns me off so all that said it, it wasn't even that bad um but it had some weird moments and i was a little bit unsure and then uh, they recovered from it quite well. But I'm just still not sure. Though I do find myself, I keep going back to it. I think I'm, I'm maybe, um, I'm realizing this as I talk out loud. Maybe I'm a little bit half glass empty about mm. shows and you might be a little bit half glass full. Does that make sense? Maybe. I'm yeah, looking for I'm, things I'm, to be pissed off about sometimes. I'm just, I'm just a big golden retriever <laughs> no but i think you know if, if we're gonna err on one side i'm usually like i don't know about this show i'm a little skeptical it's got to prove mm. itself to me and you know all of my wisdom i'm being sarcastic there but i think um five episodes in i think that you should watch it um and and, and take a peek yeah, whenever I, you have time well but i, I am going to keep going with it you know it's you know it, it's all subjective but the uh you know, on the on the the anime subreddit, there's the various uh, like the weekly um, posts of like where the rankings are across various sites, and like it's user submitted. Um, but like since '86, because it's it's jumping into its second season yep. arc thing, mm-hmm. and it's like it's been like owning the top of the list, like around the top of the list, whereas the first part didn't. It was like yeah. it was kind of like in the lower. Like you know, in the seven, eight, nine area mm-hmm. where it's now kind of sitting up, and it, it's hard to say because there's there is also like an insane amount of competition right now too. Yeah, um, it's so hard. It's, yeah, with knowing like if it's popular, does that mean good? You know what I mean? Like sometimes sure. yes, sometimes yeah. no. Um, also, what I'm saying the subjectiveness of it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I just don't know where I'm at. I think like all of that kind of clouds my judgment sometimes. It's like trying to be like, where does this show sit within the community and how do I actually feel about it? Like you have shows like Vivi and Sunny Boy that are like unbelievable, but like only did okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that then you just like resent it. And then you have shows like Attack on Titan that are universally loved. Yeah. Um, and also happen to be like, you know, the best shit ever and also are just as popular. Sometimes it hits... And then sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, all of that to s- that long rant aside, I'm going to keep watching. I'm interested. I find the characters in the world engaging. Um, and with most stuff I like, I like, you know, there's just enough darkness to sort of like feel like there's, mm. there are stakes. You know, there's drama. There's life and death. Um, I love all that shit. Nice. Um, I will touch really quickly just on Vivi. Um, 
I know you guys have been uh, following along. We've been watching Vivi together. Grant finished. I'm two episodes shy. So I don't think we want to like review my episode no. and then his, uh, his thoughts no, on the series. I don't even want to hint at, yeah. at anything, so it's so, so I, I think, think it's better to wait. We'll just do a whole series review probably next week. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Obviously, we are both quite, uh, we have been quite high on the show for the last several weeks, so we're going to cap that off with like a nice series review. You know, chances are next week. Uh, yeah. Probably guaranteed. Okay. Um, you got anything else, good sir? I got one last thing. I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about... Uh... The, uh, the definitive album of the year. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so this is this is going to come off as incredibly biased. Um, my my favorite band since the age of fourteen has been Every Time I Die, mm-hmm. and they just put out their ninth. And I know you've listened, so this is more for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out their ninth studio album called Radical. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking a. Um, they, I. It's it's crazy to think that I've been listening and following a band for <sighs> 16 years and you know they've just continued you know like <clears throat> I I remember when the singles came out a one of the a couple of the singles came out earlier in the year I remember messaging you AWOL Postboredom AWOL you know the uh, I think er, even earlier in the year was uh, Colossal Wreck and Desperate Pleasures and yeah. I remember messaging you saying how lucky am I that this is my favorite band? And I, I genuinely meant that. And I know oh, yeah. that's like everyone's personal opinion, but like I fucking adore this band. You know, I, again, you know, literally more than half my life at this point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, by a year, but like I, I love them. And this is by far their best record. And like any good record, you know, they, they stay true to themselves and they, iterate, you know, they, is I always get the, the the wording right, but like you know they're true to themselves, but they find new ways to expand their sound without completely mm. pushing out the genres that they're. It's welcoming to new fans and the old fan. It's just you know for you know it's for aggressive music. It's just the it's just the package, you know, like the lyrics and you know the the riffs and the friggin' breakdowns and like what, you know uh, just the, the timing like it's god man i'm i'm i've been on i've listened to the album 15 times oh my god <laughs> i like I, i'm not I through uh, i'm not through my second listen yet so for the for the listener what genre would you say this is hardcore yeah I so would, it's you know it's hardcore music it's uh probably definitely not the case for grant or maybe i don't know i'll speak for myself but it's definitely the hardest stuff I actively listen to. Um, mm. I have their record before this on vinyl, and I'll probably pick this one up too. Um, but it is, you know, by far and above, like the hardest music I listen to. So when we say that, we mean like technically lost. It's they're extremely proficient uh, musically and technically speaking, but like speaking. But there's lots of screaming blended in with really cool singing. It's if you are for, like I don't know how old were you? You know, you said sixteen years ago. I don't know if you want to reveal. I was fourteen. Yeah, so you know, around this I don't know two thousand six to two thousand ten stretch. If you were listening to music in that era when you know Warp Tour was uh, traveling uh, throughout North America and and all these bands were really really big, and then everything moved into the post hardcore kind of movement that followed that. Um, this band, you probably already know about them, but uh, it's probably right up your alley. And we've been following them. Grant, more so than me, has been following them pretty steadily. But they definitely deserve a, a segment on the post show because we've seen them together uh, quite a few times at this point. And yeah, you've seen I, them. I've, <laughs> you've seen I've, them probably independently dozens. I've seen them north of 30 times. That's obscene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No one, no one puts on a show like he did. Like, it's, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're they're really really uh really really great live and uh, this is a hell of a record I will I will I will say that I'm definitely not like as uh, I don't have my thoughts as ready as you do because I haven't listened to it nearly as much well, but I've been listening to know, it every day on my walk um, oh, so and good. and yeah, it's any songs that stick out for you yes um, so. I have a hard time getting post boredom out of my head, but that has been the case ever since it dropped. Um, yep. I love the opener um, on the record, Dark Distance. Really? Okay. 
Yeah. Um, hostile architecture. I, I, I was thinking about the fact that we might talk about this on the, on yeah. the, uh, on my walk today. And I had like, you know, a, a weird, uh, I had a, you know, I, I had a bad day and then like the most first sure. world problem sense of the world. And I just, uh, I just remember like, yeah, you know, it's raining outside. I feel moody. I put this thing on shuffle and I was, I was, uh, blowing through it. Um, and I really, really liked, uh, hostile architecture it's uh a great tune. planet shit <laughs> planet shit is is in uh is that's the thing too it's it's, it's hard for me to pick because it's like how do you like, there are a lot of bangers pick, on this record um you know, distress rehearsal it's like, have, it's like i have 16 children how am i supposed to pick the one I love the most, <laughs> yeah you know like it's it's really hard it's really hard for me but it's i and, think white um for me uh white void is probably oh yeah that's a great one up there um and all, great features in one of the first great features great features speaking of which and in one of the first crossover events of our podcast history because there's maybe one other record we've talked about on this podcast um thing with feathers um featuring uh lead singer andy forget your last name from andy, Man- hall. andy hall from manchester orchestra on vocals tremendous song uh like you just said really really great i did not see that shit coming i knew that there was a feature but i completely forgot about it and so when i turned it on i was like oh right it was like the best surprise ever and just hearing him with this band i was like what is going on it fits it fits oh no it's so well it's it's one of those fanboy moments where and i know people can relate to this you know whatever you're into whether it's a-lister gossip or reality tv you like seeing people that you look up to be friends. <laughs> you yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. You like looking at these public figures and going, I'm, I'm happy that they have this for themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's weird. But I like that Andy Hall from Manchester Orchestra respects uh, Every Time I Die and the work that they do and vice versa enough to have him on, on the record. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I just, it, makes me, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. And you know, like a really, like a really cool thing on this record that they have, you know, like they've kind of dabbled with over the years is, you know, you know, a lot of bands nowadays, and it's it's a fun little tidbit, you know, bands that that stick out to me are like the Contortionist or even, you know, um, like between the Buried and Me, like they will take a riff from an older record mm-hmm. and they will kind of like random, not randomly throw it in, like it's obviously placed, but they'll fit that riff like for a moment into whatever yeah. chorus or verse they're playing and yeah. i wouldn't say every time i did it on this record but they have like almost um kind of self-referential yeah well they have like they have like these just self-flourishes that they've known to use over the years whether it's like a dissonant chord or like just kind of like you know like a, like a chug or something like that and you know, just like pl- more or less noodling like playing around with the guitar like you know like a break from a verse into like the chorus or like leading up into a breakdown or something like that it's kind of meta and this it's 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 kind of meta, but this album is flooded with almost from every album that they've done. They've thrown a sound, you know, from like this. Like I think, um, uh, like hostile architecture. Like that's flat out from their first record. Like mm. the breakdown at the end of that song is straight off Last Night in Town. You know, there's moments on uh, Planet Shit where it sounds exactly like something from X Lives. You know, like, and then even like on. Um, uh, the song with Josh Scoggin on it, you know, from the Chariot, who's again also one of my all-time favorite bands. Mm-hmm. When he jumps in on the song, they they basically start like making sounds like the feedback sounds that they that were on every Chariot record. Like it was like they <laughs> presented, you know, and you know we've been and wanting, introducing, and it's like and here he is, and that was like the surprise feature on the yeah. record was 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 Josh Scoggin, and it was like. Again, like I'm, I'm fucking spoiled, man. Like it's this is my favorite band, you know. I'm not gonna be as like, oh, this record was for me. Like it's nothing like that. Like it's. But sometimes it feels been, that way, right? And it's just like being. I've been on this journey with them for you know as long as I have. You know, I've like I I love this band. You know, like yeah. it's And this just this is just like a, like a birthday gift. You know, it was just such a special thing, and I'm gonna continue listening. It's some of their strongest writing across all facets like oh my god like the riffs like i said the lyrics the riffs and it just and they it's almost it's so blended well together mm-hmm. you know more more so it's just i i just feel spoiled man like and I'm a long and a, and a nice long one too what is it yes. 16 tracks yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, 16 tracks. The crazy thing is, like, the single, alt, like, because they released the five singles leading up to this, you know, Post Boredom, uh, Planet Shit, AWOL, um, you know, uh, A Colossal Wreck, and Desperate Pleasures. Like, I remember, like, hearing those songs saying, like, if this was just, like, a five song EP, we would be, like, this is tremendous. Like, it actually blows my mind that these were the singles. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and like, because it's just not the case because you find that a lot of times on records they push the singles out and they're like, okay, but they don't really fit into the, the, the groove of the record. Yeah. It's just like they literally could have picked any of these songs. It, it would not have mattered which ones they picked. It's just that strong front to back of a record. It's, God, man. Like, I'm, I'm gushing at this point. But it's, <laughs> I'm I glad you it, enjoyed man. it, man. It's, uh, oh, man. I knew this one was coming and uh, I've been jamming it kind of on and off and it's such a mood and it'll be in my uh kind of like in my rotation here for the next several weeks i think i'm waiting but I think... breath for my vinyl to come in i'm so, oh my i cannot wait to spin it on, on spin the actual record and just like take yeah. back i yeah I'm, I'm curious like how other people like take in music like you have your thing where you sit there with the do a dedicated listen with the headphones and the vinyl i think i told you my weird thing is also headphones, but I, I line up the lyrics for mm. every song in front of me, so I read them as they're coming out. I don't know, I don't know why, but I've always done that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be curious if other people have weird shit like that 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 they do, or yeah, I, everybody's I normally, got their thing yeah. with with how they like to ingest their their favorite stuff, right? I normally do that, like the sit down, like I, like I can be patient, but like I, I you know I can't. Yeah. A day, a moment cannot go by where I haven't heard the new every time I die record. Like, it's oh just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I I had to jump in, and you know, there's there, there's those bands. Like it was the same with, you know, when the Between the Buried and Me record came out this year. Like it was like, no, I cannot wait. Like I gotta listen to it now. Like you know, whenever the vinyl gets here, kind of thing. And and you yeah. know, like, and this thing too, like the Silent Planet record comes out next month, and that's like, yeah, I would I would consider like the modern, not the modern version of Every Time I Die, but like for me personally, like. You know, because you know you have the stuff from your youth, but there's also the the newer bands in the genre. There's always new bands. There's always the young, the youngins coming up. You know, and the Silent Planet also holds like a very strong place in my heart. Knocked Loose and you know Fit for an Autopsy. Like there's all these records mm-hmm. coming out this year that I'm just like, it was such a slow year for me. Like you know, there's the Era record. I was really up on that. The Dirty Nil record was tremendous. I remember that. Yeah. You know. And it's just like, I feel like the next few months, I'm just being bombarded with, you know, the Idola record. I, I meant to talk about that a few weeks ago. That was, oh yeah, that was a good one. That was another, another amazing listen of this year. It's, I'm, I'm, I, I actually, I'm really hoping at our year end, you know, we're obviously going to sit down and talk about all the anime because it's been a, a watershed year for us. Plenty. But also too, like, I think, I think we should dedicate like even like half an hour aside and just. To talk about music because that's maybe our a other shared passion, yeah, you know. Perhaps like a little mini so like separate or something where yeah. you can just strictly talk uh, the albums of the year or something like that. That could yeah. be fun. Yeah, cool. We got big plans, big big year end plans. Stay tuned, everyone. Um, I think that's a pretty good spot to end it. Do you agree, good sir? I think so. Absolutely. That was every time I die in their most recent album and Grant's album of the year, Radical. Um, we do music reviews as we've just mentioned like every now and again so look forward to that Um, obviously this is the post show it comes out every Friday so stay tuned for next Friday for that and then next up is uh, going to be another anime movie review it's either going to be Grave of the Fireflies or Akira so brace yourself appropriately because either way it's going to be intense Um, like comment follow share subscribe do the appropriate social media action on the appropriate social media platform and we will uh, appreciate that thank you guys so much for listening we will see you next time bye guys cheers